Hey guys, I'm Kalila Reynolds and it's time for Money Mondays JA brought to you in partnership with Proven Wealth. The end of another year is upon us. In fact, it's the end of an entire decade. Wow, what a decade it's been. And what better way to start off the new year and the new decade than with dun -dun -dun -dun, another IPO. The initial public offer for First Rock Capital Holdings opens in two weeks on January 13. They're seeking to raise up to 18.5 million US dollars or 2.5 billion Jamaican dollars and subsequently list on both the main and US dollar markets of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. They're selling 51 million US dollar Class A ordinary shares, 16 million are for the public at 12 cents US per share, 14 million are for key strategic partners also at 12 cents US, and 20 million are for First Rock affiliates who get a discount at 10.8 cents US. Then there are the class B shares. These are denominated in Jamaican dollars. They're selling 55 million class B shares. 38 million are earmarked for the public at what they say is the Jamaican dollar equivalent of the same 12 cents US per share. And they've defined the exchange rate as the rate as of October 28th. That's $138.67 Jamaican to one US. So that puts the share price at $16.67 Jamaican each. The minimum investment is 1,000 shares. So you could buy into this for $120 US dollars or a little less than 17,000 Jamaican. And the lead broker is Sagicor Investments. Now, who is First Rock and what do they do? First Rock Capital Holdings describes itself as an investment holding company with a core focus on real estate and private equity investments. They're registered in St. Lucia for tax purposes, where they only pay 1% corporate income tax. They were founded by investment banker Ryan Reed and medical doctor and entrepreneur Michael Banbury. In the letter to prospective investors, they say they saw a need for an entity that's squarely focused on real assets. Now, real assets are things that have an intrinsic value like gold, oil, land, property, things that you can actually feel and touch. But this company's specific focus is on real estate, which is, of course, attractive because it's something you can feel and touch. Virtually everyone aspires to own a home. And for most of us, that home will be the most expensive asset we'll ever own. There's also businesses that need commercial space to operate. And if you look around Kingston, for example, you'll see where property prices are rising fast. Now, First Rock isn't only looking at properties in Jamaica, though. They're diversified into Miami, Costa Rica, Cayman, and they're also now looking at Guyana, which is poised for exponential growth as they become a major oil producing country on the global stage. The company started operating in March of this year, 2019, after raising 16 million US dollars in a private placement. And they've already used that money to buy several properties. These include both commercial and residential properties. Some of them are occupied and generating income already, such as the shops at Rose Hall in Montego Bay. Now the prospectus doesn't give details on how much income they're generating from that investment nor the others that are already leased or rented, some of which they're using for short-term rentals like Airbnb, such as the three two-bedroom townhouses that they have at Old Fort Bay in St. Anne. 
They also have two condos in Brickell. That's a trendy upscale area in downtown Miami. They paid half a million US each for those, one's being leased, one's being used as a short-term rental. Now let's talk about those Brickell condos a bit because I saw an analysis from Victoria Mutual indicating that the Miami property market is experiencing a downturn and that the market for condominiums there in particular is oversaturated and driving down values. And this prompted me to do a little more research and I came across this article from the Miami Herald which lists Brickell as the hottest area in town for renters in 2019, but also the most overvalued. The article quotes one real estate investor as saying, from an investor perspective, Brickell is a no-go zone because of the amount of oversupply that exists. He said the cost of a condo there is so rich that landlords are having to subsidize their tenants because the rents won't cover the monthly costs. Hmm, so that's something to consider when buying into a stock like this. Are the funds being spent wisely? Are the managers getting the best value for money? Were the Brickle condos, for example, worth it? But there are other properties, like I mentioned, and First Rock is well diversified. If one property isn't doing well right now, others may make up for it. In this case, quite a few of the others haven't been built yet though, so it will take a while for those to realize gains. They have five one-bedroom apartments at the Grove in Grand Cayman. Those should be done in about three months. They have three apartments and two townhouses at a new development on Salisbury Avenue in Kingston 6. Those should be done by the end of 2020. They have a commercial property on Seaview Avenue, Kingston 6. Ground hasn't even been broken for that development yet. There's currently actually a residential property there. And of course, there are significant opportunities with all these developments, but there are also significant risks. There could end up being construction delays and cost overruns. There's also the risk that the developer is unable to complete them at all. And then once they're finished, can the units be sold or rented for the price that First Rock now anticipates? A lot of people are saying that the market, especially for luxury apartments in Kingston, is already oversaturated. What will that situation be like in another year when these units are ready? But it all depends on who you listen to and what you believe. Other people may tell you that there's still much room for growth. I'm no real estate expert. I can't give you an opinion on that. But there's a full list in the prospectus of all the properties that they have so far. You can check them out and see what you think for yourself. Now, unfortunately, the prospectus does not have a list of the properties that they plan to invest in using the proceeds of the IPO. And I suppose this is understandable because the deals aren't finalized, publicizing them may attract competition. But you can look at their track record at what they've already bought to see what types of properties they'll likely be going after. According to the prospectus, they want to do 45% in Jamaica, 30% in the U.S. and 25% in the wider Caribbean. And they'll be targeting mostly income-producing commercial properties, so they'll be generating rental income. They'll also be developing some properties as well as holding some for capital gains. That means that they'll be holding for a few years and then selling at a later date when the price goes up.
By the way, their dividend policy is to distribute at least 50% of their profits to shareholders in the form of cash money to be paid quarterly. Now, whether all of these plans are ultimately successful and profitable will depend a lot on the team behind this company. The board is chaired by Dr. David Lowe. The famed York Page Seton is also on the board. He's the YP in YP Seton and Associates, a large construction and engineering company you may have heard of. They also have legal, they have IT and banking represented on the board, and you can read the full profiles of the directors in the prospectus. And then they have the management company, which has a separate board led by co-founder Dr. Michael Banbury. Again, you can read their bios in the prospectus. Also, I have an interview coming up with First Rock co-founder Ryan Reed. That will be on the next episode of Taking Stock on January 6th. And I'll put to him some of the issues that I rose here on Money Monday's JA. If you have questions for Ryan too, drop them below in the comments section. Oh, remember guys, I'm not a licensed financial advisor, so I can't and won't tell you whether you should buy this particular stock. That decision is completely up to you in consultation with your licensed financial advisor. Once you open up an investment account at any firm, they're going to advise you, they're going to assign you a financial advisor, and you can discuss it with that person. That's it for this episode of Money Mondays JA brought to you in partnership with Proven Wealth. I'm Kalila Reynolds. Follow me on Instagram at Kalila Ray and subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kalila Ray. Happy New Year!